0: Happy Halloween! It is 10-31 of 2023 and I'm Tina Spengler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Um, today is uh, number 168 of my Q&A podcast and this podcast is designed for my Facebook virtual coaching group that's been going on for over three years now. I'd like to welcome new members, Erin from California Rejoining members Tracy, Florida, Kat, Florida, and then also um, many members that attended my last two clinics in October. Um, they get a free month follow up in the group. So, welcome, Wilhelmina, uh, Marissa, uh, Lydia, Jenna, Le- Liza, Cindy, uh, Alexa, um, Brandy, Brooklyn, Alisa. Uh, So those are just some of the members in the last couple weeks that I missed, and I apologize for that. Um, But before I get started with the Q&A and the topic for today, I want to tell everybody at at Open and Senior World this week to trust the run that got you. Stay calm and focused on doing your job, and your horse will do their job. And just really have a great time and make some awesome memories. Send me your videos, and I'll try to review them between um, your runs. And see if I can give you any pointers. I've already done a few, and also um, I hauled my horse this weekend. Had fun just out riding him and enjoying him. That was nice. I wanted to share a little story about um, not forcing things, and um, and the reason I say that is, you know, after thirty plus years in this industry, um, I found that. The clients that come to you are going to be the people that resonate with you. So, for instance, for yourself, if you don't have your own training business, um, when you're picking a coach or you're picking a horse or you're picking an association or the people you're going to hang around with, (coughs) don't force it. Let it happen naturally. You know, pray on it and let God guide you. Um, That's really important. I have found that the people that resonate with me just naturally come to me and the people that don't go where they resonate with. And and that's what, you know, the options are. I mean, obviously, you want to be able to help anyone and everyone, but everybody's going to have their own needs. And I can tell you from doing this for so long, there's nothing more rewarding to me when I was competing than having one of my own students outrun me because that would mean that I did my job and I helped them. Nothing was more rewarding than seeing a rider that started out not even knowing what a broke horse felt like, soft and supple and with buttons to move the hip and the shoulder and face. And and all of a sudden, they've moved up from the 4D inconsistent runs to the 1D or the 2D. And um, it just makes me really, really happy to see that. I, I've loved seeing people... Uh, win at super shows or fill their WPRA permits or, you know, just moving up a division or just overall better relationship with their horse. And, um, and that's what it's all about to me. It's improving the relationship between a horse and rider where the horse is happier and the rider and the horse have more respect and trust with each other and way better communication through cues, um, you know, of, of give and take and, and understanding of um, each other so so to me that's where I feel like um, God will lead you if you just pray on it and you should resonate you know what resonates with you is what you should do so trust your gut feeling don't force it um, and don't let anyone make you feel bad about whether you do something or don't do something um, you really need to do what is best for you So, you know, it's just like if I have clients that go to different trainers or uh, lessons or clinics, as long as, you know, they are are totally honest with me and, and not, you know, like if, you know, like for instance, what I mean is like, uh, you know, they just aren't hiding or being secretive about it because there's nothing more embarrassing than you've been coaching somebody. And then they post it on Facebook and you're like, oh, you're doing so awesome. Congratulations. And then whoever they've been training with says, yeah, your lessons are paying off. And you're like, oh, I didn't even know. So so it it is important to me that, you know, I I have a relationship that's honest with my clients. The only time I've ever in the last 20 years had issues is if they just flat lied to me uh, that they were going other places. It's not going to hurt my feelings. It's normal for people to go to several trainers. It's normal for people to go to several clinics. I did it when I was starting out in the 90s. Um, You want to see what other people offer. You know, you don't have to do everything they say. But again, it goes back to what resonates for you and your horse. And what I have found is they'll go away. You know, they might spend five, six years with me, go away for a year or two, and then they come back. And that's okay, too. Or they might stay for a few months and then go away and then come back. And that's okay because life happens. You have different horses, different challenges. And there's a point where um, you may not need help anymore. You and your horse, uh, maybe you moved up a horse and that horse is a confidence builder for you. And you guys are just rocking it and doing great. And maybe you don't need lessons or clinics anymore. Maybe you just want virtual coaching or something. Or you just are on your own. and, And a lot of my clients are training their own horses now and training outside horses. And um, that's been really interesting and fun to watch that people that I started and helping are using my program, um, like my drills and stuff to train other people's horses now. So, you know, that's uh, something that I've watched in the last 10 years, 15 years. So of clients that used to come to me and now they have their own training businesses. So <clears throat> a lot of times you'll see that happen. So, so what I'm just trying to say is, um, you know, just again, Pray on it and then what resonates with you, good. And again, no hard feelings. As long as you're being honest with people, I don't think anybody would be upset with that. It's only when, you know, you're being dishonest with someone and and it may not even be dishonest. You may just, you know, um, you know, have not told them or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever is your deal, that's okay. So, but I just, I think if ever the subject comes up, you should be honest with whoever you are working with. And I think they'll be happy for you because many people work together um, with other people. Like I mentioned, um, clinics, lessons, Uh, you know, I have many people that work with other uh, others and me, too. So it shouldn't ever be about that. It should be about helping you become the best you can be with your horse. And so we'll just leave it at that. So um, November challenges. Can you believe it? November is tomorrow, November 1st. I'll be sending out reminders for membership dues are due for November first, and then the skill challenge for November is the D pattern. But if you will, if you will videotape yourself doing the D pattern, and I put several in the group, um, several videos in the group, and then if you send send your video so I can see how you're doing it, um, and I can critique it. I don't need to share it necessarily. I just want to see it. And if I don't, I may not even have to review it if it looks good. I just want to see how you're doing it. And I will enter you in a drawing and I have an emotional therapy kit and you can pick which emotional therapy you want. And they're beautiful smells, um, everything from passion, cheer, forgive, motivation, There's a few others um, I'm not thinking of right now, but they're really beautiful, beautiful smells and you can let your horses breathe them in. You can wear them like perfume and put them, you know, where you put your perfume and um, essential oils go into the cell of the skin within a minute and it can really affect your emotions, your physical well-being. I just love my doTERRA essential oils. I've been using them for, what is it, seven years now? It's been a while. So um so anyways I have those to do as a prize for everybody. Um so I'll be drawing names um and handing out whatever oil that you the winners pick. So it just depends on how many videos come in how many names I'll draw. So <clears throat> so let's take part in that that challenge for November. Um the skill that's for skill. So videotape yourself doing you know like a 2 minute two minutes or less, one to two minute video of the D pattern at a walk, trot or lope, left or right or both, you know, with this loose rein, woe, in the rollback um, and send that to me and then you'll get in the drawing for mindset. Um, mindset, I want you to pick your favorite Bible verse and I want you to say it every single day. Um And the reason I want you to do that is I want you to pick something that will help you be kind to yourself, something that will help you be positive, and something that will remind you of what's important in life. So I went ahead and picked uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 for mine. And I'm going to try to say it every single morning when I wake up and when I go to sleep and just really get that in my muscle memory. Um, And uh, just pick whichever, whichever one works for you. Um, and just say it every day just to keep your mindset in a good place. So um, let's see here. If you I want to give some reminders, when you send your videos, please remember I'm getting about 40 or 50 a week. So tell me if you want a side by side. So like if you're at super shows, wait till the end of the super show if you want and send me the two that you want side by side. Or if you went to two over the weekend or whatever and you want side by sides, be sure to tell me. Always let me know the name of the arena, the winning time, your time, and any concerns. Also, if you're riding a different horse. Um, Let's see. The topic today is going to be whenever you touch your reins, you lose time. So I want to discuss that today. But let me go ahead and get into the questions. Let me just double check. I didn't have anything else I wanted to say. Oh, I'm going to do the personal best um, drawing. Wednesday November 1st so if you had a personal best I put a photo of the 20 names I have so far please um, let me know and I will add your name to the list for the drawing the first question is how to lift your horses back to build their top line in the saddle so that's a really important one Um, you can do it a couple ways you can do it on the ground um, with a um, a single, or even a saddle and some split reins or some side reins. And um, you can bit them up and just lunge them on a lunge line. Start bidding your horse up very loose first. But by teaching them to have a little bit of vertical flexion, what they'll do. And if you can get them to walk or slow trot, you know, a jog, um, you can get them to break in the pole, which will uh, get them to lift that top line up and, and, and get their butt underneath them more. But that's what you would do in the saddle. You start by teaching your horse to break in the pole vertically at a stand and then a walk and then a jog. And you want four things to happen when you get that vertical flexion. You want them to break in the pole, shorten their stride, lift their top line and shift their weight to their hindquarters. When you feel those four things, you can release them and then you want to build off it. So if you only feel it for a second or two release. Wait a second or two and ask again. And then you would go ahead and build off of that. Maybe get where you can go two fence posts, you know, or five seconds. You know, your goal would be to get them to be able to do it 20 seconds at a time. But again, that's not going to happen overnight. A vertical face flexion um, can take 60 days or 60 rides minimum at a walk trot, and then maybe longer even for a lope. So I would do it in split reins and a snaffle or a side pull, whatever your horse works best in, and um, and just, you know, a mouthpiece they like. But the lightest bit you have, a, a snaffle, you know, nothing more than the, like a junior cow horse, so keep it light as possible. And, um, and no tie downs, no martingales, just a pair of split reins, and you and your horse working on asking and releasing when they give you the right answer. Two plus two has to always mean four, so if you release your horse when their head is not giving or when they're throwing it or or backing up or just pulling away from you, that's not the right answer. You only release when they give the right answer, and that's why you start off at a standstill and then a walk and then a jog, and it takes time, and in order to get it um, to build that top line, You know, you're not going to get it, obviously, on a second. So that's why we got to get to the point where we can do it for 20 seconds at a time. And, you know, those 15, 20 seconds are going to start really building the horse's core. Just like you, when you are collected and you're really trying to shorten your stride um, on a horse, you're really using your seat and your legs to get that with your hands. Um, So it's going to build their muscles, which is their core and their back and their hips. And um, it's gonna build yours as well so same thing so um, you know you may want to do some walking and stretching beforehand for both you and your horse because it does really burn those muscles so let's see here Um, the next question is how many rides per week for fitness do you think is best for a barrel horse I really think you need to be in the saddle four to five days per week and that can include competition but um, you should have a minimum of three rides at home and one to two rides off away from home. You can have a mix of trail riding, uh, drills, slow barrel work, um, dry work, or even ground work, lunging or on a line or free lunging. Um, You could also just haul for some slow work, uh, haul for a trail ride, or haul for competition. So have a fun schedule keep your horse um, from getting burnout like you could get burnout if you went to work Monday through Friday all the time doing the same thing over and over and no vacation time no weekends Um, you need a break I took a break this weekend I just was feeling a little burnout you know after a couple clinics and you know working six days a week with the group videos and answering questions I just took a day or two for myself just to rest my voice and to just spend some quiet time with my horse and my dog. And, um, and it was nice. So I think everybody needs that to keep themselves fresh and motivated. So your horse is no different. Um, I think we all know most horses, if you hook up your horse trailer in front of them, they'll, most of them, if they're not in a stall, are going to take off to the back of the pasture. Most horses would prefer to hang out with the herd and eat grass all day. Versus get in the trailer. And have to go work somewhere. So if you make it fun. I think it's you know. Something that will keep more heart. And try in your horses as well. Um, so just keep that in mind. When you're training your horse. Or exercising. But for fitness for competition. Absolutely 30 minutes at least. Uh, four to five days a week. Would be best. Um, you know and and. You know and start off. I always think of walking five to ten minutes some you know flexing face flexing leg laterals whatever and then you could do some trotting you know long trotting sit jogging transitions and then you could do some loping circles big ones whatever for their wind Um, so just kind of mix it up and then always have a nice cool down of walking for a few minutes as well so 30 minutes can go by pretty fast Um, I do like one hour lessons with my regulars but we do a little bit more, but like my personal horses, I would stay on them 30 minutes usually. Um, and then client horses, you're training, so you're on them about an hour, depending on if it's going good or bad. You might be on them longer or shorter. Okay, so the next question is uh, about doing your own lameness evaluation of your horse. So if you've never had a veterinarian um, come to your barn or hauled to a hospital and seen a lameness evaluation, I highly recommend you do that at least once in your life. Um, I I pray that you haven't had to see it many times because, A, it's expensive and it's depressing to have lame horses. But in barrel racing, we all deal with lame horses. It's just part of it, whether it's right after a farrier trims them or an abscess or arthritis or swelling or a tendon or you know, body soreness, whatever. Um, but learn to evaluate your own horse. Go to YouTube and type in um, lameness evaluation or flex testing for horses. And they will show veterinarians how they do it. They take hoof testers. They, uh, you've probably can have your horseshoer teach you how to do um, hoof testing with their hoof testers. And, and um, they check the navicular, the heel, they check the toe, um, they check the sole, and they look for any kind of reaction. Now, you can push too hard and make a horse hurt. So, don't do that. And then the other thing is you can take your hands and um and feel your horse. Know what's normal for your horse. Put your hands instead of a brush and rub your horse from their from their neck, you know, over their shoulders, over their back, over their hips and feel do their muscles feel tight like a rock or are they soft and loose like jelly? And Also, put a little bit of pressure on your fingers as you roll them over the withers and the back and the hips. And do they react? Now, I could get a reaction from any horse if I shove my fingers hard into their body, just like I could from you if I shove my fingers hard into your body. But do it with just an even amount of pressure. Don't go crazy and see if they react. Um, Some horses will flinch even when you brush them. So know what's normal for your horse. When you clean their feet, when you pick up their legs, Feel their tendons. Are there? Is there any swelling? Is there any heat? Feel for cuts. Feel for you know scabs. Um, especially as winter comes and things are hidden under more hair. Um, you know, learn to do your own lameness evaluation every time you're with your horse. Feel their hooves. Are they hot? Are they cold? Um, know what's normal for your horse. And then on the flex testing, you would need someone to help you. So have one of your family members hold your horse. And then there are videos on YouTube and you can flex test the front and the back legs by in different positions and you hold them about 60 seconds uh, and and they show different what, what if you're flexing for the, you know, the ankles, the knees, the hocks, whatever you hold it and then you have the horse trot off. If the horse is sound, it should go off um, without limping. If the horse it has arthritis or lameness, it could limp for a few strides and then the vet would grade it, you know, on a scale one to five, you know, four being the worst or five being the worst. Maybe it's a three out of five or four out of five. And that's not good. You don't want to be riding a horse that's that sore. So, so learning how to do your own lameness evaluation is important because you see your horse. I know my horse so well that as soon as I get on them, even if I lunge them, I can see if they're short striding or head bobbing. Or holding their head out instead of in or something <clears throat> but then as soon as i get on them at a walk i can feel if something feels off like if they're sh- choppy stride or short striding um, or just tender on one side you can feel it so if that happens and you're entered in a barrel race draw out because it's not worth it um, making a horse worse it could sideline you by skipping one barrel race you could be out competing again in a week or two but by running a horse that's hurting you could be out for months or worse, you know, longer, forever. So, all right, the topic is um, whenever you touch the reins, you lose time. Okay, so that's a pretty easy thing to understand. Um, if I'm running to first and I have to check, 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 I'm slowing my horse down. So on a push horse, that's pretty easy. You just drive them and they want to rate and turn so bad they can taste it. But if you're on a colt or a free runner... And you're having to check them. Any time you have to check them, they are slowing down. So, how do you get to the point where you don't need to bump them, bump them with two hands, bump them with one hand? How do you get to a point where you don't have to touch your horse and you can just leave them alone and let them work? That comes from all that slow work that I've been talking about, training them to work off your seat at a walk, at a trot, at a jog, at a canter, at a lope. At a slow can or at a fast canner, you know, and then at a dead run. And it takes time. Horses are not made in months. They're made in years. And the number one thing you can do is get your horse to ride almost like they're bridleless and really work off your seat. The second thing is to get them fancy broke from head to tail. <clears throat> so get them broke in the face. <clears throat> Excuse me. Laterally, vertically, morning time is, my throat's always a little off, <coughs> and I have to go do videos next, so. Hmm. So get them broke in the face, sorry, I took a drink of coffee. <coughs> get them broke in the face, left and right, and down vertically. Um, get them really good at transitions off your body where you don't have to use your hands to back them off. Get them good at a loose rain woe, at backing, light at rollbacks at lead departures get them fancy fancy broke Be able to move their shoulders hips with the lightest of cues um, and you know what I'm saying about all these things but how light are is your horse how broke is your horse you know get them get them more broke and then the most important thing after that number three is repetition on the pattern slow until they are craving to rate and turn the barrel at a walk, at a post-trot jog, at a lope. They should, you should not need to use your reins if your horse works off your body at this point, and they should be rating off your body, turning off your body, and you shouldn't need to get in their face. If you have to check the heck out of your horse, you need to go and slow things down and get where you don't have to be in their face anymore. That is the only way that you will ever be able to be 100% as fast as you can be is when you don't have to be in your horse's face going to a barrel. Now, some horses can be floated to a barrel, like first barrel, and then run harder to second or third. There's a difference between floating and checking or, you know, bumping. So, um, you know, letting a horse pick a pace versus really driving them hard in there. Or having slight contact on a rein versus you know having to bump them really hard so I want you to keep those things in mind um, because they're very important so and just remember um, the more you can trust your horse to do their job and listen to your go cue your rate cue and your turn cue from your eyes and your shoulders and your hips with your hands and legs just barely backing that up um, The better your times are going to be you'll be more consistent and you'll be faster because you don't have to be in your horse's face so that would be my suggestion and again it takes time and it's taught through your dry work it's taught through your drills it's taught through your slow barrel work and slow barrel work means walk and trot several times not lope several times okay So um, as I mentioned about the November challenges, um, go ahead and send in those D pattern to get into the video drawing challenge for emotional therapy oils, and then pick your Bible verse. My Bible verse that I'm going to say daily is um, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understandings, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and he will make your path straight. Or actually in the niv proverbs 3 5 through 6 trust in the lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understandings seek his will and all that you do and he will show you which path to take so um i study mainly out of the niv but but everybody has their bible and it doesn't matter what bible what matters is that you pray um to god and just keep him close So keeping first and that's why I picked this as your final um, as your November uh, as your November mindset (laughs) challenge. Sorry, Um, tongue twisted all of a sudden. So that's what I would love to see you all do. And these are all suggestions. You will not be graded. (laughs) You can do it or not do it. But as your coach, I'm just trying to always help you with your mindset and try to help you with your skill. And um, and just help you stay positive and and motivated and, and and have a plan so all right well um gosh november thanksgiving family time turkey run barrel races so lots of fun stuff going on in november right now it's world so i'm going to be working on videos today everybody at world like i said trust your horse trust the run that got you there and just um, stay focused have fun and make some awesome memories So thank you guys for tuning in as always ride with heart and God bless.